Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Danny, guess what? What? We didn't really win our bets last time, but I I made a bet. I I made a bet uh, last night on the under because I thought John Lester would come back and be dominant. Guess what? He was. He got fucked. He should have won that game, but but you bet the under. But I bet the under, and you used my bookie.ag, didn't you? Uh, I did. Oh man, you know what they say: when you win, they pay. So you're getting paid. You're getting paid. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Mybookie.ag is a sponsor of the Sun Ranto Show for all you freeloaders out there. And um, if you join my bookie right now, they're gonna uh, match your uh, your uh, deposit. Uh, by 50%. So if you put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 bucks. If you put in the promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, and that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, and don't forget to use that promo code, and uh, get your free play, 50% on your deposit, and uh, hey, that's it. That's the end of that commercial. (laughs) So if you never want to hear another commercial like this again, here's what you do. You become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And what you do is you get your own ad-free RSS feed that you can post or, uh, into any uh, podcatcher like, you know, Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. Apparently that wasn't working this week, but uh, hopefully it's working again. Somebody said that it works, and then somebody said it didn't work. But you get the show early. And you get it with no advertising for my bookie or for uh, anything else. So it only costs a dollar a month. Plus, and I always forget to mention this, you get our show notes, which uh, can come in handy in a preview show like this one uh, because yeah. it's got all the, uh, you know, the the uh, for and against, got your pitching lineups, you know, got your game times, your promos at the door. It's all in there. So, uh, in there. yeah, patreon.com slash sunranto. Now let's do a show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Come shoot Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday to, to Lyle. Oh, happy 
birthday. Yeah, he just disappeared happy too. Birthday, happy birthday. Oh, he's in the room with me. Oh, he's coming to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday, oh, don't Lyle. Don't touch me. Don't hug me. Oh, you smell terrible. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Buddy. Oh, you smell fabulous. Oh, gross. And I know Michael would be here to wish me a happy birthday, too. But breaking news, Michael's been fired and Cubstradamus is taking over his part of the show. Yeah, we had to make a few changes after, uh, you know, Michael and that hang gliding incident you probably saw on Twitter. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was just, I mean. How, why do you do that? Without pants on? Yeah, and come on. With with eagles, they're an endangered species, I think. Uh, why would you even do that? Yeah. I mean, on a leash? <laughs> I don't. And around the neck? Maybe he thought it would get him more hang time. I don't know. Yeah, so, unfortunately, he hung them. Yeah, just, well, he's in jail and uh, he's not coming back. But no, just kidding. He's working. He's got to work today. And I had such a busy day yesterday. And um, so we couldn't get it done yesterday. But we're getting it done today, hopefully in time for you to listen uh, to it. Because this is a Diamondbacks preview because Cubs are playing Diamondbacks in Arizona. And uh, But first things first, Lyle. I can't believe you stole Pedro Strope's car. <laughs> what I, the well, hell? Were you thinking? I, I, dude, I mean, you can only drink so much Old Crow. And then all of a sudden, it just the and then you put my lord on top of it. And then you started giving me, you know, everything else. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, and it was an all nighter. And then the next day, and a nice car, though. Man, what that was a fun ride, wasn't it? Down Lakeshore Drive. Oh, yeah. I felt like we were in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and those dudes that took that classic car from uh, Cameron. Cameron's totally, dad. Totally, yeah. totally. I have a, I have a buddy who works for the um, Chicago Police Department, and he thinks there might he thinks Pedro Strope has a camera in the car. Oh, so no. there might be video and audio of us. I, I don't oh, know. dude, and you did kind of total it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like how how did we not? Be, I mean, so, so much rum chata yeah. after the old crow and I the know. Lord and the other stuff. I know. And then we're just like, you know, in there, just smoking and drinking in Pedro's car. He's yeah, never going to get this. After, after I puked in the back seat and you pissed in the passenger seat, we uh, felt like we kind of had to total it for him. I know. We'll just just get the full reclamation from the insurance company, Pedro. But hey, hats left, bitches. We had fun. Hats left. Um, Do you hey, think maybe he had a car cover on his car? And maybe it was tilted to the right, and he just didn't notice it because it didn't look like his, because it wasn't tilted to the left. Yeah, good. I don't know. I mean, uh, Pedro Strope, you know, he only likes things that are left-leaning, like what? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> like your penis. Yep, it's true. Uh, now, uh, sorry. there's sorry, some... Uh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> there's... Well, you know, it, truth is truth. Um, uh, there are some events coming up, and I was going to try to get group tickets for Big Z. It doesn't really seem like we have enough people that can really commit to going to get group tickets. So go get your own damn tickets and quit waiting for me and for, to try to get something going on in your lives. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, meet, meet, meet Danny at the game. Yeah, I'll be out there. I'm going to get my own tickets. There was also disagreement. About where we should sit, you know. So I was like, ah, you know what? I'm out. 
<laughs> no. I tried. Yeah. No, you I know mean, what, just not enough people. That's really what it was. I'm sure we could have agreed on where to sit, you know. Fair, fair enough. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be Democratic. Sometimes you're just going to be like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Are you in or are you out? Buy tickets here. But yeah, but I, that means me, I'm, me, I'm going in for 20 tickets. Right. Hoping to sell it. Man, I'm not going to. If it was 10, I would do it because I know we could get 10. But 20 is a little taller order, so forget it. Get your own tickets. Um, uh, Bleacher Bum Band. My birthday party, May 11th at G-Man Tavern. And um, it'll be fun. We're going to play right after the game. They're playing Milwaukee that day. So if you're going to go to the game, then we'll just play right after it. About 5 o'clock. But we have to play at 5 anyway. So no matter what, we'll start at 5. So be there and come celebrate with me and the Bleacher Bump Band, uh, May 11th, 5 Dude, we're getting, we're getting G-Man old. Tavern. I know. We're 45. You're going to be 45 tomorrow. Yeah, like 2 a.m. Like in less than, in, in, God, in like 12 hours. I was just doing this thing yesterday, and everybody went around the room and said how old they were, and I was by far more than a, I was a decade and a half over older than everybody but, in the room. So. But, I, but, I, but I heard a little bit about this conversation, and guess what? Everybody was surprised to learn how how old you were. So guess what? You're Sounds awesome. Like, you're a bad motherfucker. I know. I look everybody. good, and I or, act young. Or you're or you're just way too old to dress as young as you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, really? He little, wears those at that age? Yeah, it's true. It flat brim. <laughs> flat brim. What to is the he? Left. Is he, he in a? What is he? A in, hip in hip there. hopper? You know. You know this is Chicago. We don't. We don't. We bend our brims and we don't uh, wear our hats crooked, kid. Yeah, well, that's how we got away with Pedro Strupp's car, so with our crooked hats, they just thought yeah, we were him. Yeah, Yeah. So a uh, little bit more Cubs news. Just I don't want to get into too much because we'll, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the Dodgers series, which was excellent. But um, but but the- Tiger Woods coming back to the Cubs. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> Addison Russell coming back to the Cubs. I know. Well, it's going to happen. It looks like it's next Friday. Started down in Iowa. And boy, is that guy stupid. Yeah. I mean. You know, he's just seems like a dumbass. Like the things that he's saying is are just so tone deaf. First of all, he should just shut shut the hell up, right? He he is like the antithesis. He is the polar opposite. He is the exact opposite of Javi Baez. He is like inside out reverse Javi Baez. Well, and, and he's not as good of a player. I mean, if you want to just talk about the baseball, and you, but wasn't he supposed to be better? Yeah, well, that was the thing. They traded, what, Samarja for him years ago? Or was was that that trade to the A's? And they got him when they were go- when the A's were going for it that year. And they yeah, picked when up they got Lester, Lester from the Red Sox, yeah, and then yeah. we lost him to you. God damn it. Yeah, well, he didn't really like the green monster. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Addison Russell, they're still saying, Theo's saying, well, his return isn't guaranteed and stuff. And then Addison Russell's like, I'm the Tiger Woods of wife beaters. and I'm going to come back. And uh, I'm so thankful for the second chance. And I'm like, well, it's kind of a second chance. I mean, you, they, you did get $3 million, which is more money than I've ever made in my entire life. Or no, actually, I think it was $4 million. Yeah. And uh, so everybody's kind of against him even coming back. And I don't know how he even improves this team, but well, he's going to be in question. Iowa. And the who team- the hell goes down and, you know. The team seems to finally be getting it together. They're playing very well right now. The pitching staffs come around, which is good. The bullpen's holding it together, although they could still use that goddamn arm if the rickets weren't so goddamn fucking cheap. Um, 
with the second highest payroll at all of baseball. I say yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of tongue in cheek, but <laughs> <laughs> they're making plenty of money, and we all know it. We all in the, know it. they're in the poorhouse. Yeah, they're in the friggin' poorhouse. And you know, with all of the goodwill, I feel like everybody's starting to forget how fucking torturous that off season was. And every, it just feels like everyone's turning the corner and like it's all about baseball right now, right? For the last two weeks, all we've talked about was baseball and how exciting baseball was. Bitched about the Ricketts a little bit and their lack of ability to go out and get that. No, it's arm. been good. It's been good. But it's been good and it's been fun. And we, we're in baseball season. It's all baseball. And then here he comes. And does this uh, just. Does it upend? Your question is, does it upend the momentum that this team's got going on now when you Bring somebody like Addison Russell. And, you know, I'm sure the players know him and like him, you know, or at least enough. You know, some people might not talk to him. I We just don't know the dynamic of, like, how they feel about Addison Russell. Well, I can't imagine he's not going to be a disruption. Well, it's a little disruption anyway because he's going to – I mean, the question is, like, does he play short? Does he play second? I mean, freaking um, Javier Baez – Throwing that ball in this last series from way out on the outfield grass. I'm in the stands. I'm like, well, that guy, that's a single he's going to get on. And and he didn't because Javier Baez is actually a pretty damned excellent shortstop. I don't know what more Addy gives you. Maybe some range. He's a, you know, but, you know, Addy's throws have been errant from time to time. Like he's just kind of doing it wrong. And I mean, he's a good baseball player, but his bat has hasn't really shown up for a while and um I don't know where he's gonna be after all this happened to him so yeah it's a disruption yeah. and who goes down Zagunas well he's an outfielder Addison Russell's an in- infielder what do you send Bodie down no way he's right. playing his face off so what are you gonna do I mean the Chris, gonna... Chris Bryant to Iowa <laughs> does he still have options the richest man in Iowa Chris Bryant um who actually seems to be coming out of it so like his little he does early uh, uh, I mean he, it seems like just eyeball test I mean and he's gotten a couple hits too but like and taken some walks and uh yeah it's he's not there like I won't say he broke out he still only has the one home run and a and not even warning track power right now like but but um some people say he would have hit a, a home run out the other day had it not been for the wind if if if, if he's well first of all who said it, Danny? I gotta say, I believe, I don't it, know how I, you... I, I believe it was Ivy Envy. So, Wait, and no. this was a while ago, so maybe no. last episode or something. No, 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 no. I'm giving you something new. Who said it? Oh, I got. I gotta say, I don't know how you can take Javi off short. He's made every play, and his arm repeatedly shines. Throws from the grass look routine when he makes them. Um, Dave Kaplan. That's still a discussion we have to have. We got to wait and see how well oh. Addison does. I don't want to jump the gun without discussing in detail with the players themselves. Is that Madden? Joe, Joe Madden kind of saying, I don't know how I take Javi off a, yeah. a shortstop without, you know, well, losing something well, on this team. And well, he, he's kind of got a point. And you've got Benzo, who's off to a slow start at second. I mean, I, uh, I, I guess you throw Bodie over there too although he's you know really great at third I mean you got Descalso playing second a lot who's been pretty effective so far I mean I just don't see where Russell even fits on this team you know and it's possible that they just like 
I don't know, leave his ass in Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, let him be down there riding the bus, you know, little like little punishment in a kind of. I mean, you're playing baseball for a freaking living. I know it's not the easiest thing, you know, yeah, but and he's making a ton of money to, you know, to be. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. I'm going to Uber to Birmingham. <laughs> he shows up in a limo every day. Yeah, he goes. He's like, you've learned nothing, have you? Yeah. Um, just like five chicks get out with him. He's like, what's up? I wonder if he can play third base. You know what? It's just I think Addison Russell is like a not a smart man. You know, I don't know if uh, he can well, learn obviously. new things. You know what I mean? He, he, but he, even as a ball player, like he's not. I don't he's know. a he, fool. Yeah, he's a, he's a fool. But I mean, let's just talk. We're about all the... going to have to suffer his foolishness. Yeah, I mean, God. Well, and yeah, I I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, who goes down? Like I said, Zagunas. It's weird. Yeah, doesn't seem to make sense. So, and then like in other like dudes we let go news. You know, Tommy Lastella's out there in California hitting home runs all over the place. Seven leading home runs. Hitting the Angels. Yeah. Who have, I don't know, a couple guys who are pretty well known for hitting home runs. Like on Mike that team. Trout, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe that guy. Albert Pujols. Yeah, maybe that guy. Well, Otani. Yeah, he's got seven home runs in 69. <laughs> nice. At bats. <laughs> and that's six more home runs than Chris Bryant. So, like, whatevs. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he was traded, but hey, player to be named later. Still could be Mike Trout. We don't know. It still could be. Yeah. Listen, let me let me ask you. And I'll serious, just because we like to talk Cubs and talk talk baseball and 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 maybe project on the future a li- little bit. If Chris Bryant already peaked in his first two seasons with the Cubs, and this is just like what he's done the beginning of this season and like last season. I know he was hurt. Stop crying. Stop yelling at your car radio right now or whatever you're listening to yeah. us on. But he was um, hurt. But but it was hurt. But 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 he's so pretty. Those eyes. Um, if if he peaked, and this is who he is from now on, biggest disappointment. Well, I mean, I I suppose it would be. You know, right. especially. Be- I mean, everybody thinks thought he was an automatic Hall of Famer after season two. Well, especially since they put all this money behind him. You know, like they gave him a big fat raise. Because they were afraid to maybe have to pay him more in arbitration. And now he's not even worth the money he's making. But, you know, if he has two down years, like, your arbitration is not going to go that well. You know, I mean, but I feel like they give him all this money for potential. The potential of Chris Bryant. Um, Whereas, like, Javier Baez is making half the dough. And is twice the player right now. I think it's safe to say that. And, uh, I mean... Well, I, I don't know I, if it's going to go this way all year, but, you know, Javi had himself an MVP caliber year last year just about. He was number two. And then, you know, you got KB, you know, and, you know, the injury aside. But, like, there are other things going on. They say he's healthy, and I don't necessarily believe it. At least I think he needs glasses. <laughs> yeah. Right. Something. Well, I, I you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I ask you. I know most of the people listening to this show and a lot of the diehard Cubs fans out there, they get super attached to their players and they hate to even hear us talk about trading or moving anyone because they're your guys and you'll ride or die with them. The ranters know. 
The Ranters are with us. They think trading Chris Bryant two years ago was a – maybe not two years ago, one year ago, like right the day before he got hit in the head by that pitch is the day you traded him. (laughs) For sure. That was the perfect time because he was trending upwards and now he's batting 232. Right. But do you think that the front office kind of has that same problem with this group of players? That they're too wildly attached to him? And, I mean, you you know, you you have uh, Bodie – you have, well, as much as I hate to say it, you had Listella, who was serviceable. You have these guys that can fill the role and kind of cover. How much more value could you add and make this team good for a long time? Because as we know, this group, the window is just about closed. I mean, next year is it, pretty much. Yeah, and then it's, they're all fucking gone. And then they're building the team around Bodie, apparently. Because yeah. nobody else is going to be here. Like, they haven't locked up Baez. Like, do that, you know? And he's, honestly, like, I say Wilson and Baez, but even Wilson, like, he's a catcher. He He's going to deteriorate to a level that's probably yeah. not going to be worth keeping. Sadly, you know, you hate to say that. but if, just the gotta, bat, if the bat's still there, you you figure out something else for him to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, make a, Oh, well, hopefully by then there'll be a DH. Backup catcher DH. Oh, good. We don't have Michael Cotton on this show. Have fun working, Michael, instead of ranting about the DH. <laughs> now, Michael, who actually listens to our shows that we do, just the two of us, is really mad at us. <laughs> He's... But, <laughs> oh, oh, guys, 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 but, 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 but. The Sun Ranto show is firm on the matter. The DH is coming. (laughs) Because, because, because it makes baseball better if the league has two different rules. It makes it weird. Hashtag keep baseball weird. (laughs) Oh, he's so bad. Uh, He's he's half laughing and he's half just so irritated right now. (laughs) We'll hear about it Sunday. Beer made it come out of his nose, but he also threw it at the wall. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, and I think Addison Russell is kind of a logjam in a way. But so I don't, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they left him down in Iowa and just kind of like waited for somebody to get hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see that being the case, and like uh, you know, I don't think he adds a whole lot to this team. No, I just don't think so. I mean, it, you know, as far as that goes, and then the personal stuff is just. Really unconscionable. It feels like no matter what happens, this is definitely the season where we see a lot of movement at the trade deadline for this Cubs team, right? Yeah. And whether that- they're whether they're winning, whether they're in first place, whether they're middling and maybe getting in, or whether they're in last place, there are going to be some serious moves at the at the at the All Star break, don't you think? Or at the trade deadline? Well, I mean, they it, we kind of predicted that at the beginning of the year. You've been pushing for it for a long time, but it's just like. They've kind of telegraphed that they're going to go with the team that won nine to five games last year. And it's going to, you know, they're going to do the same. And like when they play like they do like last 10 games, excuse me, last few seasons, then you kind of, uh, you've two series, I should say, You, you kind of believe that maybe they could win that many games again. Right. If they could keep going that way. So I don't know. I don't, well, know, I don't know what they do. This but, this Cubs team scores seven to twelve runs or less than two. Yeah, and it, you know, obviously, it has to do with who you're facing. You know, it's like we faced a bunch. Here's the thing. Let's get into the Dodgers series just briefly because I don't know how much we'll touch on it on Sunday. But you know, the Cubs did eat the meatloaf after two days and then lost yesterday by because you know, the bats didn't show up. But the Cubs scored five more runs overall. I mean, 
this was the Javier Baez show for the most part, at least the first two games with the, those aforementioned incredible throws from the outfield. And he hit two homers, one, uh, you know, to the pull side and one oppo. And uh, he stole first base. Amazing. Yeah. Um, what I, Now, what did you think of that play? I mean, I read the rule about the baseline, and it's kind of an umpire discretion thing. I uh, Listen, as a fan of Javi and a fan of the Cubs, I loved it. As a fan of baseball, if I take myself out of it, if this happened against your team. Yeah, you'd be like, he's out of the baseline. Yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage. And and as like just trying to be a neutral observer and just like trying to look at it from the outside and say, well, if this was like a fucking, I don't know, a Brewers or a fucking, I don't know, Miami fucking Tampa Bay game, two teams I give two shits about. I'd be like, there's no fucking way that guy was safe. Yeah, you if, if you had line. no skin in the game, right. So, I mean, and that's the question, you know, that the umpire's got to answer is if the – Javi can try to get to the base if uh, in any way he can at the end as long as he's near enough to the base and avoiding the play right. that's in and, front and, of him. And I, and I understand that. He still was – Seemed pretty far away to do that. Yeah, it seems like he just ran out of the baseline, and that, and I know it's discretion. And by the way, I know Javi's magical, and he probably put a spell on the fucking umpire <laughs> and, and led him to believe he was just an inch from the from the bag. But that being said, like watching the replay over and over again, I was like, "That's hilarious," and it was amazing. But no way. Yeah, I call I call bullshit. He should have been out. Hey, but it but it worked out. And, but it worked, and it was great. Yeah, and uh, you know, he just he's just been nothing but magical. The, Listen, really you, you for a need, while, going back it, to Sunday with the the double and the force triple and or, yes, or the triple and the force triple, a, I should say. It's a long season. You need some magic to happen. You need the ball to bounce your way a little bit. You need things to go your way. And Javi makes he forces a lot of those things to go your way. And I will remind everybody there is going to be a point in the season where you're going to get really frustrated with him because he's going to get called out a few times or yeah. make some stupid plays trying to make plays that you're like, he shouldn't do that. But just remember 80% of the time when he tries to do that shit, it works for him. So. Well, one of the Dodgers two runs did score yesterday as the result of Javi not being able to feel the routine grounder. So that's always been kind of the issue with him is that, you know, sometimes he kind of flakes out on, well, the easy play, <laughs> you know, and can make the incredible you know, backhanded stab and long throw, but he can't do the old regular. And I think that's just like, you know, he's had a great week at the plate. He's had a great week in the field. Like, you know, so when some, when he messes up one thing, it just so happened to be a two to one game. And so it, you know, gets amplified a little bit more. Cause of it, course, but um, anyway, I did find out because of a double play that was in the second inning of um, a game that I was at. Uh, this last week, is that Potbelly advertises at Wrigley and they say that you get buy one, get one at Potbelly. Well, I found out that that's bullshit. (laughs) Because if the Cubs get a double play in the second inning, I went to Potbelly and they're like, yeah, we don't do that. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. Do I sue? What do I do? I want my sandwich. I don't, I would, I would ask them on Twitter. Say, hey, Pop Belly, just a question. Yeah, what's I went, your deal? I, I went there because the Cubs got a double play in the second. Twitter you shaming sh- of corporations really does work. It does sometimes, especially if you have a few thousand followers and you can uh, just get it out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's my BOGO? 
Yeah. Um, another thing that happened in this Dodgers series is I feel like the Cubs really had a good game plan to kind of take what, because they've got a great pitching staff and a great offense and, you know, just a good team. And I feel like the Cubs, especially in game one, took what the pitchers gave them and they went the other way with it a lot. Which like, is great. And that's hasn't been typical over the years of this Cubs team. And I like it. Yeah, and it's and it's. I feel like they're all. Every one of them's always swinging for the fences sometimes. Yeah, and I love the and even when they weren't swinging for the fences and hitting it to the opposite field, a couple of those balls went out anyway. Like Hayward's ball, who's having an incredible start this year. I mean, is can we believe in God. this yet? Oh my God! Do you believe it's only the first month of the season, Danny? Do you believe? Do you believe? Hey! Do you Say believe hey! in life after suck? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Yeah, I mean, Jay Hay is like, you know, he's killing it. Like, let me look at his stats real quick. Uh, yeah, he's got an OPS over 1,000. Amazing. Yeah, he's got five home runs on the year. Baez has eight, so, you know, and he can hit him at, on, at home and on the road, unlike some MVPs I've heard of. But uh, Lester came back, and he pitched that was, well. That was the big thing, and he pitched really well. He said he felt like a caged animal not being able to pitch, and I love that. I yeah. love the sentiment. And he pitched well too bad the Cubs couldn't get him the W or any runs, really. I mean, the only run scored in the ninth by an Al Mora home run. Is he the new KB? Although that put the Cubs like back in the game in a way, except for they were already two outs. Right. Uh, yeah. Tough to get. And shit, they must have been like, oh, it's Al Mora. I'll just put him right down the middle. He's going to strike out anyway so like that's how that ball ended up in the basket um q you'd love you'd love to see that guy turn the bat on for a little bit you know he's got it he goes through those periods with with pop oh yeah pop yeah singles it's only april yeah let's if if he's still like this in june then we're in trouble i'll take a single up the middle at this point like i'll take an infield single at this point that he beats out right that would be an improvement from what Elmora's been. Especially when they put him at the top of the lineup. Why does that ever happen? I Yeah, I don't I don't know. So uh Q was great again, so that's three starts in a row, but we'll get into Q, him when we But this is what we were hoping for at the beginning of the season. I had a lot of faith that this would be the year, and it didn't start out too pretty, but he's looked great the last three starts. And Hamels. Yeah, well Hamels. He got out of a lot of self-created jams. In so what? That He's game. getting out of them. That, that's yeah, what we oh, all yeah. – listen, when John Lester came to this team, what did you love about him? You're like, even when he fucks up, he tries to – he works his way out of it. He doesn't fucking melt down. Yeah, it's kind of – I was talking about this yesterday, too, with somebody, and it was even talking about, like, um, you know, the difference between being worried about Bryant and not worried about Rizzo. As I think we made this point on the last show, is that even with Rizzo, even though he's kind of sucking an egg, he's like finding a way to get on base and make something happen, or it, you know, like he hit, finds a way to contribute. Yeah, it, even if he's going to hit a slow roller, it's going to advance the runner to third with one out or something, you know, that right. kind of thing. So it's like, um, you know, and I feel that way um, about, you know, I, I guess I feel that way about not being worried about Hamill's six walks. I think it's probably like a game plan thing for him. And we're not going to see him in this next series. But, um, you know, I, it's something to keep an eye on. Is that just a Diamondback-specific thing? They've got a good offense. And, um, you know, maybe you just don't want to 
or no, Dodgers. Is that a, just a Dodgers-specific thing? Because they've got a really good offense, so if you're not going to give in to them. And the Dodgers have historically walked a lot, too. It's part of their kind of game plan, right. too. So having patience. It seems like a lot of the really good offensive teams are really good at that part of it, too. They're aggressive when they need to be, but they know how to be patient and wear down a pitcher and get to the bullpen. Yeah, you just make him pitch a lot of pitches. And I did feel like Joe maybe left him in. I mean, Joe... Kept how many pitches did he pitch on? What was that Wednesday? Yeah, it must have been Wednesday. I was at this game. It was Wednesday. Um, oh, and I want to tell you about who I met at this game, dude. Uh, but let me look at first at what happened and how many pitches. But it was over a hundred. It was like a hundred eight. And didn't he give up that home run like later? Like when he gave up the three, the two run homer. Yeah, yeah. I think he gave up that two in the sixth. So, um, yeah, uh, two-run homer in the sixth, and he pitched. Uh, he, he pitched. He came out right after that because he pitched five and a third. Yeah, I'm going to see how many pitches. 112. Yeah, I was looking. That's what I'm saying. Pitches. Like, Joe stretched him out, and that's fine, um, But uh, and made him go longer. But that's when he gave up those two runs, and that ended up being a close game, seven to six, because they uh, got three-run homer off C-Shack, and um, – but the Cubs managed to to win. Sco- Sco- Scooby's Brad Brock got uh, got the win. Did he get the win in that game? He yeah, did. I don't care about no stinking wins. But uh, no, I mean that was that was a uh, you know Bryant finally looked like he had a decent game in that game. He went two for three, and I was like, huh, maybe a little thaw here, seeing a little bit better. But um, uh. I don't know. There's your Dodgers series. A lot of power. I think the, it was nice to see the offense come. And I think the Cubs made a statement by taking two or three of the Dodgers. It would have been nice to have the sweep. Did, did you did you see uh, Contreras hit that foul ball? Was that yesterday? That went back and landed in the umpire's pocket? Oh, my God. That was hilarious. I was like, how did that happen? Yeah, big pockets. I wonder if Javi's teaching him some tricks of the trade. A little sleight of hand. Yeah, that's just... Well, if he if it was Javi, you know, following the ball and he'd feed follow the ball in his pocket. And when the ump went to pull it out, it would have been a rabbit. Yeah, exactly. That's what Javi does. Yeah. Watch me pull a rabbit out of this pocket. So uh, you want to get in the Diamondbacks? Yeah. The, the let's D-bags. check these guys out a little bit. I oh, mean, we just saw him. We just saw him yeah. last week. It is crazy. Nice scheduling, idiots. Like, come on. I, I mean, know. I don't really care. And it's over. You won't see him again. Mm hmm. If one of these teams was really hurt right now, they'd just be like, fuck, I'm getting screwed. Because what if we, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you get, yeah exactly. What if and you're fighting not. for the, the, like the last wild card spot or something, you know? Well, yeah. I it, They kind of seem like they w- might. I See, I don't know that the Diamondbacks, I don't think they're going to be there. Do you? They, sh- they shouldn't be i don't know though they look watching them they don't look bad do they've they? got the offense i know they got crushed but i mean they're yeah they, they're then picked, they crushed the pirates but i don't know what that means yeah they just won four straight they just swept the pirates in pittsburgh and they were offensively dominant in that series yeah they um they put up 12 runs and 11 runs in Jack uh, Granke was wearing a leather bustier and carrying a whip. <laughs> yeah, they, they were so dominant. Well, and then they they shut him out in game 4 and um they outscored the Pirates 30 to 7, but you know, that's not what happened last week when the Cubs I mean, the, the except for the U Darvish game, the Cubs and the Diamondbacks uh you know, the Cubs 
pretty much handled them, wouldn't you say? I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, were, was it, is there Kyle any- Hendricks was dominant in on they beat him five to one. Then they, uh, you know, Cubs got shut out by Granky, who we don't face in this series. Praise be. And then that last game was one to nothing for forever. And then Strope got it tied, and uh, then you know Bodie, the Easter Bodie, threw that ball through the middle and scored the amazing um, right. Javi. And um, that's all she wrote. That was the D-back series, but I mean, David the Destroyer. So I don't know. It, they looked okay. Yeah, I mean, they're they're listen. Their offenses right now. Are pretty goddamn even. Well, it's and it's better. The OPS is better than the Cubs' OPS right now. They've hit more home runs. They've got seven more home runs, and we saw and one. They lead the league in doubles. They have more hits. The Cubs walk more, right? Yeah, they walk more. That's the really the only thing the Cubs do better than the Diamondbacks. Because um, although the Diamondbacks do strike out more, but and, if if and they got if some you, speed too, they'll if, they'll run a little bit. You know, they're top ten in stolen bases right now. You're looking at these two teams side by side. By the end of the season, you don't expect any of this to hold up. This is a small sample size kind of thing, right? Well, I don't the know. Cubs, I mean, the Cubs look like they are a superior offensive team. Th- yeah, I suppose. I mean, but, you know, they've got some dudes. Like, that dude that they just brought up. Um, Although, if Jason Hayward's the guy that's carrying your offense, you're fucked. Based on past experience. Unless this is true. If it's the, if it's the Jason Baez show or the, the Javi Hayward show, you know what I mean? I... I don't know. Maybe maybe it works this year, but you, yeah. you're still hoping that Bryant really fucking turns it on at some point. You're hoping Schwarber just starts hitting shore bombs like crazy. Well, you you hope that you know when some guys are clicking and other guys aren't. That when that switch, when the guys that are aren't, that the other guys that aren't are. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what you hope for. But like, and so far it's been okay. I mean, the Cubs are basically a 500 team right now. So I mean, you know, it's. Ben streaky onward and upward you hope that you can take two or three in this series because I wouldn't say I th- think the Cubs on paper are uh, a better team than the Diamondbacks but they've got talent like that kid Christian Walker who took over for Goldschmidt he's got seven home runs you know he strikes out a lot you know but you know whatever <laughs> he's hitting seven home runs Kettle Marquette Marte he can hit home runs Adam Jones can hit home runs and he's the one that hit that ball out and that he's the one that I was worried about, and he's the one that tied that game on Sunday. Yes, he did. So, so. and then and then you know they've you know they're kind of they've got an offense that's yeah, has four like a good a decent core that can put up runs. And I don't know. It's weird though. They got rid of Paul Goldschmidt. I just had you know, and I yeah, know there's a like, lot of kids hitting, but it just it kind of blows my mind that they're still a dominant offensive team. Yeah, I mean they they've managed. I didn't to, expect it. Yeah, I mean they've they've got a better OPS than the Cubs, however much stake you want to put in that. But they're also fifteen and eleven, so they're a better record than the Cubs. They're only a half game out from the Dodgers, so this I mean this feels like April, you know, Pirates in first place kind of thing, you know. But I mean, remember when the Reds were in first place for a while last year? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, so it was like three days, but that's... Or, no, was it the Reds? I, I feel think like so. Was it the beginning? It was the beginning season. It was one of the. I think maybe it was, it was the in the first week. But like, yeah, the first week. But then, when did they fire their manager? Then went on a tear. That was last year, though, wasn't it? Or was that the year before? I don't no, know. I, I don't remember. So, it, it always happens in April. Is my point is that some idiot team is in first place. Um, the Rays 
are in first place. Like I didn't know if anybody picked them in the East. Um, and the and the the Red Sox have the second worst record in baseball. In baseball, so you, yeah. So at least you got Baltimore, dude. At least Baltimore's in your division because have you even played them yet? Ugh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> you lost to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I know you lost to the Tigers. And they're not very good. They're a 500 team right now. Yeah. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, pitching. Tampa Bay, Seattle. I mean, who? nobody <laughs> picked Seattle in the West either. Maybe some people did, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, so the pitching, let's compare the pitching. The Cubs, this is good news. I mean, we're tr- 11th in Team ERA right now. They are trending still, in the right direction. Yeah. Everything. And the cup, the Cubs starters are uh, three fourths of a point better than the Diamondbacks starters, and the the Cubs relievers are still worse by half a run than the Diamondbacks. But everybody's just kind of average now, you know. So that's all right. Little reset button. Uh, the Diamondbacks have given up six more home runs on the year. That's a fair amount, but that you know where they play, surprising. That ballpark looks big, but you can jack it out of there. That's, yeah. Is it the thin desert air? I never. They always say two things. They're like, "Oh, dry air gets it out," and then other people are like, "It's humid. That's what makes home runs." And I'm like, <laughs> "I know." I, well, which I is it? Agree, agreed. I have no idea. <laughs> Everybody, because uh, I hear both. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think nobody fucking knows. It just people that are home run hitters hit home runs. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, Mile High Stadium, like that, really is thin air and a dry environment. But I mean, I don't know. But then they say it Wrigley when it's humid. You know, anyway, um, the Cubs and the Diamondbacks have given up the same amount of walks and that's eighth most. So that's trending better, too, even though it's not great. Um, And uh, the Diamondbacks are in the top third of the year in striking you out. Remember that Pons and Franz? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, oh, I, I'm full of uh, '90s Saturday Night Live rest for references, or is that '80s even? That's I think that's '80s, buddy. Yeah, early '90s, maybe. Um, Dana Carvey, hilarious. Um, top uh, Cubs are bottom third of the league, which is kind of surprising to me that the yeah. Cubs would be the bottom third of the league in strikeouts because you know, like Hendricks had 11 against the Diamondbacks. Not too yeah, long but ago. Q hadn't been striking out a ton of people. Lester was missing in action there for a couple games. I, yeah, I and and you Darvish is not pitching well, and he's your guy. He's the guy that's supposed to be striking out ten to twelve a game. Well, even well, he kind of does anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, and I, we'll get to it, but like it's, hard, th- it's hard to do that in four innings. He well, no, he struck out seven through five last time out yeah. against these Diamondbacks. So it's like. He's kind of putting up those numbers anyway. So I'm just saying I'm surprised by it. So um, let's get into defense. Uh, the Cubs are now tied for third with 20 errors with uh, three other teams, the Red Sox, Yankees, and the Mets. So, Wow, East Coast bias. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I guess so. Well, two, two New York teams just kicking the ball all over the place, I guess. Dirt, 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 dirt. The Durr. Yeah, it's going up. 686. We want to see that 700, right? That's our benchmark. Yeah, actually, if you want to see it, just look uh, an inch and a half on the page to the right. The Diamondback, 707. Yeah, that's where we want to be. Somewhere. And, you know, Cubs are down. You know, they're not, they're down in the majors as far as their defensive efficiency goes. So. 
right, why don't we do a little... So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. I do have a note with this. Yeah, and I, I see that... John Ryan Murphy feels like the rake, doesn't he? Just, just, just when he's hit. But I don't know that he, he, he's there. He's my honorable mention because in eleven at bats over the last week, he's only played three games in the last week. You know, he's their guy off the bench. He's got a home run, two RBI, but he's hitting four fifty five. And what do you, what do, you, what do you uh, want to say about Mister Murphy? Well, here's the thing. Here's why I think you should give John Michael. Uh, uh, that's his name, John Michael Murphy. John, John Ryan. Murphy. John Ryan Murphy. Yeah, this here's why you got to give John Ryan the Murphy, Murphy the the rake. You want to give him the Murphy, don't you? Yeah. Oh hell. But uh, no, uh, he. Uh, it, you know his nickname is Choir Boy, and I saw that I was like, oh, let me dig into this a little bit. And uh, you know why do they call him Choir Boy? Well, you'll never guess that John Michael Murphy or John Ryan Murphy. <laughs> don't even know his name. Is was actually one of the most famous boy sopranos before he went into baseball. And listen to this. That's John Ryan Murphy right there. No, it's not. Angelic voice. No, it's not. Queen of the Night Aria. Mozart. Listen to that. Andy Andy's a catcher. And he can hit his face off and sing like this. Oh, you love wow. him. He's it's your amazing. new favorite non-Cubs player. Oh, John Ryan Murphy. Here he goes. Amazing. Oh, God. Well, well, that's what you said, but you haven't played my rakes in- intro yet. Yeah, I did. I didn't hear it. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Oh, oh there it is. Let, let, let me try to sing like John John Murphy. Can, I, can you give me a second to try to work up there? Yeah, you gotta clear it out though. You're still it's early in the morning for us here. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> so anyway. I put rev I put uh, reverb straight from my uh lungs. That was lung reverb. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, shut up. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get My you. rake is Gerard Dyson, number one, yeah. 34 years old. Little guy, 5'10, 165 pounds. Oh, he's the one that hit the home run, right? I was wrong about that. He's the one that hit the home run against the Cubs. So. In the last five it games, it's 20 at bats. He's got six runs, nine hits, a triple, a home run, three RBIs, and the guy's hitting 450 with a 1200 OPS. He's their leadoff hitter, too. Like, he's kind of a legit. He's taking it to the fucking man. Taking it to the man. Taking it to the man. So, uh, are you ready for a little flake of do? I mean, yeah. I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Neither Lyle or I remember our grunge days very well. Well, I'm just going to give it to, as of last week, former Red Sox catcher. An outfielder and first baseman, Blake Swihart. What? In he's 10 not, at bats, he's, he's got a run and a hit, and he's hitting 100. Not, not good. But if you really want to, David Peralta. David Peralta, what are you doing? The left fielder 
in the last 27 at bats has got five runs on six hits and he's hitting 222 with 11 strikeouts. It's better than Schwarber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not, I mean, maybe not the 11 strikeouts, but uh, yeah, I mean this, this year on this team, I, but uh, Peral- all, they are, I mean, as far you, as like, you do realize, Peralta's batting three thirty though on the year. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but he's having a tough week. Tough and coming week, into yeah. this game, you're hoping that Coldy. he's gonna. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hope that he uh, uh, continues this uh, this atrocity of uh, of, of hitting. Of hitting uh, yeah. w- 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 Wilma Flores has been their worst player. Yeah, that crybaby. Yeah, Yores Flores. Um, all right. How about? Uh, you just put your oh, lips together. You want to do it backwards? Blows and throws? I hit the wrong button. You just put your lips together. Give me my sucky first. Blow. All right. Well, over the last week, Zach Godley, Un- not godlike in any way. Yeah, we get to face him. 9.0 ERA. He started one game. He had four innings pitched, seven hits, four runs, four earned, four walks. Two strikeouts, and they hit three sixty-eight against him. Nice, yeah. yeah. So, well, he, actually, he was like one hundredth of a point away from. And him. I've got good news for you. Guess who he's facing? Who? You, Darvish. <laughs> hey, God, dude, bet the over. <laughs> Definitely, bet the, the over is probably eighty. <laughs> Jesus Christ, eighty point five. How many runs will be scored? It'll probably be a pitcher's duel now. Nobody double no hitter. Yeah. All right. How about your? Uh, let me hit the right button this time. Throw it up. Who do we not want to see in this series? Well, who we don't want to see, we're not going to see. Zach Granke. Two games started. Thirteen innings pitched. Two wins. Five hits in thirteen innings in two games. Three walks. Eleven strikeouts. And a point six two whip. Well, good. Pretty, pretty goddamn impressive. Um, outside of that, I mean, all their, everybody are pitching out of their bullpen right now is just throwing bullets. They're pitching really well right now. Outside of Godley, everyone's pitching well. Yeah. So many dudes did not give up a run out of that bullpen in, in yeah. that pirate series. They outscored them 30 to five. What, what I would say is who's throwing for the Arizona Diamondbacks, the entire pitching staff, except for Godley. So you got to hope you crush that guy. Yeah. And crush his soul. Get to the bullpen, tire him out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know. I, I think you, yeah, I think you got to crush his soul and get a lot of runs off him because if he leaves with like that's game two, and you're hoping game three they got nothing left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. How about a scavenger hunt? This is the final scavenger hunt of the month of April, and then we will pick a winner for the DVDs. Of the Chicago Cubs, the heart and soul of Chicago, featuring Bob Costas, Gary Sinise, Michael Wilbon, Joe Montana, and Bonnie Hunt. Oh. Bonnie Hunt. It's worth the price of admission right there. Um, And, of course, my copy of Showgirls. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for remembering. I did. I did. Um, So here's the scavenger hunt for this series. Very simple. And anybody can play. Anybody that has a diamond... Because what you do, see, is you put this diamond, which actually, I do not own a diamond. Do you own a diamond? Uh, Well, my wife has a 
small chip of a one that I gave her many, many a year ago. <laughs> You're like, hey, baby, I get you this cu- cubic zirconia. Exactly. So I, in fact, I think I would even accept cubic zirconias in this. Um, or how about how about a drawn diamond? Yeah, do whatever you want. A diamond. Put it on your back. How about a lump of coal shoved up your ass? <laughs> Turn it into a diamond. And that second Ferris Bueller reference reference of the podcast. I and it was Ferris Bueller week, and two guys were dressed as um, Cameron and Bueller at the uh, game the other day on Thursday. Glory. Yeah. So uh, you put a diamond on your back. I still don't know why he wasn't wearing a Stan Makita jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Details, people. <laughs> details. Um, take uh, take a picture with this diamond on your back. Take that diamond and put it on your back. Take a picture. Tweeter ranter this phrase. Hey, look, I'm a diamond back. <laughs> Hashtag scavenger hunt. And then, uh, you know, make sure I see it. Uh, tag me, please. And, and tag then. the diamond backs. See if they think it's funny. Oh, Maybe yeah. Don't. Yeah, tag the diamond backs. That's even funnier. <laughs> um, the weather in Arizona. Oh, boy, is it hot. Well, thank God the game's in Arizona because it's hot. It might be too hot, but uh, uh, is it going to snow in Chicago? Yeah, it might might snow tomorrow, yeah. And then, uh, but they got a dome, so it's not even going to be hot. It's just going to be pleasant all the way around. It's going to be- 70 degrees. Yeah, well, inside, yeah. uh, The 101 outside and in the mid-90s out there, so uh, stay safe, Arizona. Um, Game one of this series- Will be Kyle Hendricks with a one and three and a three fifty four versus, and this is the only pitcher that we're going to see that we saw last time. Lefty Robbie Ray, um, zero and one with a three ninety five because ob- he lost. Obvious, obviously, a serial killer or a presidential assassin. Oh, absolutely! You don't you don't not kill somebody with a name like that. Yeah, um, Kyle Hendricks. Well, still, well, well, hell of a game last outing. Yeah, hell but of a first, game. let me tell everybody: if you were going to this game. I would be well. I wouldn't go to this game. Don't go to this one because after the game, or at least leave early. After the game, there's going to be dance-themed post-game fireworks. Oh, that sounds fun to me. No, no. What are you going to do? You have explosives. You have people dancing around. You got dry desert air, and you're you're give me some LSD and some alcohol. It sounds like the best day of my life. (sighs) Everybody's going to die. All right, all right. Well, Kyle was great. Um, last time against the Diamondbacks, seven innings pitched of shutout ball. He struck out 11. It was obviously his best game of the year. I listened to the um, Cubs-related podcast, um, yeah. and Corey Friedman called it Vintage Hendricks, which I was like, that's a nice way to think of it. It's like, you know, he's like the, the hipster Hendricks, like at a record store, and you just like pick him up. You're like, this is a gem, man. Love vinyl. The natural compression really is good for your ears. And then, uh, well, Kyle was great. Robbie Ray. I only only do analog. Yeah, I only go analog, man. I'm old school because I'm from 1991. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Robbie Ray. He was good. He was good against Cubbies, too. Yeah. And then he killed three presidents. And then he, (laughs) uh, no, he didn't do that. But he gave up one run on four hits and only one walk. But the cut. Cubs won anyway because Javi is a god among men, and the Easter Bodie delivered a basket full of W. David Destroyer. David the Destroyer. Bodie the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> so this seems like a pitcher's duel, right? In other words, Chicho. 
Yeah, total shit show. It feels like a pitcher's duel at total shit show. And then game two is the one we expect. Well, first, though, I think. Well, no, let's, let's, do it after, let's do it after. Oh, you want to do tonight's game. Yeah. Okay. Do to, let, are you ready? Because tonight's do, do, game is tonight's game. So welcome to Lyle's betting corner where we take a look at the odds at mybookie.ag for tonight's game. Kyle Hendricks versus lefty Robbie Ray. Will it be a pitcher's duel or a shit show? What are what are my odds here? What am I looking at here? Well, this is what we're looking at. You have two pitchers coming off really good performances, but they both have seen each other really recently. So maybe the odds makers, you know, take that into, you know, that that that, that might be a thing. You would think the over under is nine, which is kind of high you know seven and a half eight is kind of where they go so i think they're expecting a high scoring game yeah and the cubs are actually favored in this game they were and now it's even oh okay it's even so well this is what even means you still gotta it doesn't mean you bet 100 to win 100 it still means you bet 110 to win 100 because you gotta pay the man you gotta pay the vig yeah um so it's that or you you could pick the cubs to win, I'm sorry. The Diamondbacks are now favored. If you pick the, if you pick the Diamondbacks to win by two runs or more, plus one eighty. All right, so that. But that's... I don't think that's going to happen. I, 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 do I, I don't know if I like the Cubs in this game. You know what? We think it's a pitcher's duel. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I, that, that's what I would do. I think that's your best bet. Oh, you're going to take the over. Because yeah, I would take the under on this one. So if you want to bet, go to mybookie.ag. They'll give you a 50% if you use promo code RANTO of whatever you deposit. So get in there, mybookie.ag. We just and, took it. We just bet the over. Yeah. And, oh, oh, come on. I want to bet the under. Well, I, I'll do it myself. There you go. Me versus you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Which is so, really so stupid. They win anyway. Because we share all our money. Exactly. So, um, yeah, game... Two. Um, wait. Sorry, sorry. That was too loud. Yeah. You, Darv. Listen, when you talk about this particular player, yeah. you have to be really you have to be really sensitive. Okay. And you have to be gentle. You have to actually you have to be really gentle. Okay. Um you, you Darvish. Oh. That's too loud. Too That's loud. too loud. It's gonna freak out. You Darvish is pitching. Oh, God, you're yelling in a whisper voice. He's going to fucking totally think you're yelling at him. I know, but it's a podcast, and I don't want people to go ASMR on me. <laughs> you, Darvish, is one in three with an ERA almost at six. Holy shit, but you know what's even worse than that? Zach Ungodly is 101 with a 6.67. Seven. Seven. Yeah. So we have got a chance in this game, why, huh? Why, why couldn't it be point six six or point six nine six seven? Fuck yeah, him. Fuck, yeah, fuck you. If Zach he's Godley. gonna be Zach Godley, it should be six point six six. Yeah, that dude, that'd be hot. Zach Godley with a six six six. Oh, what are we? So uh, close. So well, close. you know what? If he gets the first out tonight, <laughs> maybe we get a moment. We might have a moment. People watch out for this. Let Not tonight. So this game's on Saturday, but yeah. And it's at I should say it's at seven o'clock. It was weird because I was like doing the math. I'm like, are they starting this game at five? How weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I just thought that was strange. Um, because I I wouldn't expect I was expecting like at eight or nine or something, you know. 
Um, but yeah, this. Oh no, the game is at seven. Yeah, so they're starting it at. Are they? They're like West Coast time right now because of daylight savings, right? So yeah, they're starting at five. Their time. Strange. Very strange. So tonight's nice games. Nice, nice time to play, though. I like that. Tonight's games at eight forty. So Chicago time. Um. Who are we talking about? Oh yeah, I I I I, I need Darvish. you, Darvish, to really have a performance. You know, it just I'm expecting big things from him this year still, and I know everybody hates him right now, and it's getting in his head. Well, but I need I need you to pitch better. We thought he was on the upswing, and then the last time out in the first inning, he gave back back to back homers up to these exact Diamondbacks. It was Escobar and Peralta that. That hit it out, and then he kind of settled down. And I did say before that he struck out seven through five, but he get, he walked three too. So that wasn't like I don't know. It's it was kind of an average sort of outing, and like that power shit kind of worries you. Yeah, and he wasn't throwing ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, he, his his velocity was way down off the last start, and he didn't pitch as long either. Okay, shall we move off him so we can start talking normal again? Yeah. So anyway, Godley gave yeah. up four through four against Pitt, and then uh, and he walked. Yeah. He walked a four two, and 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 you know, I looked at his game logs, and basically he was good twice and bad twice, and I don't know what you'd call the last outing. It was kind of an, it was like a number five pitcher had a okay game, <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Last time it was like you know not the worst, but like he gave up eight runs to the Dodgers and he gave up six to the Padres, and he only lasted four a few times. So it was. I, th- I think we can get to this dude, and the Cubs beat him last year, and we got four runs off of him, so I, th- I think we do it again. I think we win this game. I think you, Darvish, looks great. I mean, I think... Oh, why did you just do that? Why did you say it so loud? I screwed it up. You <laughs> fucked up the whole fucking game now. God damn it, you. No, you. No, you. Why you, you? I didn't mean you. I was talking to Danny, you. I wasn't saying fuck you. You're making it worse. I was saying fuck you to Danny. You're making it worse. (sighs) Fuck. Game uh, game three. (laughs) Uh, An old not-so-friendly friend. Oh, depends on how you look at it. Um, We're going to see... Luke. Luke. Luke, you are my father. Luke. Luke the basket weaver. Yeah, Luke the Basket Weaver, 2-1 and one with a 333, is going up against Q. Now, if you multiplied his ERA times 2. Then you got Zach Ungodly. Um, this Luke Weaver came over from the Cardinals, as some of you may recall, in the Paul Goldschmidt trade. And uh, he's been okay. You know, so uh, the, before this game, there's a pregame classic car show. By the way, I know it costs money to go in. It's a kind of a cool event. It's kind of cool that they have something like this at the stadium, right? It's kind of fun. It's different. It's very Arizona Route 66. It does Route 66. Yeah, it does. We'll get close. Yeah. <laughs> it it has that feel. I like it. You know, they obviously they could never do anything like that near Wrigley because the <laughs> Ricketts have bought all of the land near the stadium and paved it with gold and would never let an old car drip oil on their golden street. All those Pedro Strope car thieves would be back, like riding that, riding those Mustangs away. Yeah, all those Pedro Strope car thieves. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> I was talking about us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those other people oh, that hey, stole. Get your 
fucking head out of Cubs. I mean, uh, out of uh, out of uh, what's his fucking name? Cub, Cubs corner. <laughs> That's what I thought you were yelling. I, know, I was like, I you know, idiot. But you you were in the Cubs corner gutter. I know I was because I my head was because it's the way you said it. I Tag. know. Um, anyway, you get a cool free T-shirt, which isn't really free because uh, you, know, you got to get a special fuck ticket. Fuck you for even thinking that. Oh, oh my God, you. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I was talking about Dan. Don't. I'm sorry. Why are you talking to you, Darvish, in a whisper that he's not supposed to hear? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, um, anyway, if you want tickets to this game, I know it's cool. If you're not into cars... The T-shirt is cool, but the T-shirt is not really free. You're kind of paying ten bucks for it because you can get tickets in that section for ten bucks cheaper on StubHub, but you won't get the cool free T-shirt, which is like it says Los D-backs and it's got a motor on it. Yeah, kind of cool. I want it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And um, so, but if you are going to go to this game, why don't you use our StubHub link at SunRanto.com/slash/StubHub? Just reminding everybody, this is not an advertisement, but it's for all your ticketing need, bitches. Um, Jose Quintana has been pitching like an ace the last three starts. He's gone seven innings every single time. He's given up two total runs. He has 18 strikeouts versus only three walks. And on the radio, they're calling him White Sox Quintana, which I don't even know what that means because I never even heard of the White Sox. (laughs) I did hear of him. I'm kidding. Adam Jones is great against him, though. He's got two homers. Three doubles and is nine for 17. Adam Jones, just a pretty good hitter. Yeah, and he's really good against Q. Um, Eduardo Escobar, though, has seen him a lot, too, and he sucks. So maybe that even that's evens that out. But nobody else sees him that much, and he didn't even pitch against them last year. So this is way, a whole way, thing. way to jinx the Cubs, Danny. I, Eduardo Escobar is going to be like fucking eight for 10 in this series. Nah, nah, impossible. Uh, although he is a decent player. Um, we got a good offense. Uh, Luke Weaver, he only gave up one through six oh, and a third. Weaver. Against Pittsburgh, he gave up one run. We saw him four times last year against the with the Cardinals when he was with them. And the Cubs were two and two in those games. But check this out. Luke Weaver gave up 15 runs in 18 innings pitched. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Baez and Rizzo rake against him because in 30 total plate appearances, they have 15 hits with three homers, and each man has tripled. So there's a little daily double right there. I, I, I'm looking for more of the same. I think we kicked the shit out of Luke Weaver. In my estimation, Cubs win two or three. Yeah, yeah. And I think they lose tonight. I hate to say it. Yeah, maybe. But and and I hate it. I think Kyle Hendricks is gonna get fucked. I think he gives up like two runs. And then gets fucked. Yeah. And then during the dance fi- post game fireworks at night. Uh, What's that smell? Oh, you smell it? I don't. Oh. But, but I don't even see him. I, oh God. I don't see him. God, what is that? Is that him? Oh God, it's fucking terrible. Cubstradamus, what do you do? I I appreciate you Fine. came to say happy birthday to me, but dude, you got it. It's time. 
When's the last time uh, you've washed? Uh, about... When's the last time it rained in Arizona? <laughs> A long time ago. This spring. Yeah, but I was doing the podcast with you that day, so I guess I missed the rain. I only bathe in Tucson when it rains, which it doesn't rain much, but... Well, hey guys, how's it going? Lyle, I uh, came back to wish you a happy birthday, and uh, as you can not see, I am wearing my invisibility cloak today. Oh, they, oh awesome, That's Danny. why I can't see you. <laughs> that's amazing. So, uh, uh, it's the same invisibility cloak that I've uh, shared with Javier Baez. So right. He, that's how he manages to do some of the things he can do on the base path. So you have me to thank for the, all of Javi's magic ways. So you're welcome. Yeah, could you just do your poem and uh, maybe like leave? Because uh, I don't that invisibility invisibility cloak kind of smells worse than your robe. I can see why fielders, when Javi's wearing that cloak, do not want to touch him. That's the point. All right, I got a poem. The games with the D-backs are a battle, but the Cubbies will cut off their rattles. Oh, clever. The desert is burning, but soon Russell's returning after we play two nights in Seattle. You, you, you know what, Why did you, Stradamus, yeah, If I, you say anything fucking else about Addison Russell on this show... I, I swear, I'll put my boots so far up your dick hole, I, you'll taste the last bit of grass the cow had before it got turned into leather. Wow, that's impressive. I I didn't know they made leather out of cows. Yeah, you asshole. Wow, okay, wow, I, this is like four shows in a row. Yeah, how do you not know that leather is made from cows? Like, just, <laughs> yeah, that too. Just get I'm gonna out make of a pair. You know what? I'm going to... You know what comes to drama? I'm going to make a pair of boots out of you if you don't knock it off. Listen, I'm just trying to prepare you for the inevitable. I know how you all feel about Addison Russell, but he's coming back to this team. Mark my words. And you just have to accept it, Cubs fans everywhere. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Cubs are down out. That was embarrassing. I, I don't even tell him when we record. I swear to God. I'm not even telling him. He's just showing up now. Yeah, I don't. Damn freaking deities. Knowing stuff that you don't want them to know. You know, they probably can read your freaking thoughts. Yeah. All right, Danny, who said it? All right. You can't read about Javi. You got to watch him. You got to watch what he's doing. You got to watch how he's thinking on the field. He's always thinking ahead. He's always not giving up on a play, always trying to do what he can to win. Uh, Joe Madden. High praise from Jason Hayward about Javi Baez. Oh, yeah, that's great. I love that shit. I love when play like he, I like that. You know, the shirt's right. Fucking Javi Baez is every other is your favorite player's favorite player. Yeah, yeah. He he really is, and I'm so happy that like my nephew loves Javi Baez over all others. That he didn't like get on that. I don't know the Rizzo train or the or the Chris Bryant. Train. Yeah, yeah. He I mean he liked those guys, but he he always wanted he wants to be Javi. I mean he wants he's a pitcher, so he likes to pitch, but he still like you know he appreciates the play of Javi to be such an impressionable at such an impressionable age about 9 years old when right when you're kind of starting you'll remember start to remember 
your life from here on in. And he's coming into that age as a baseball fan um, when I think it's really impressionable. Like, it's kind of like when, you know, Sandberg, Dawson for me kind of thing, you know. And you just really remember those players above all others because, you know, that's when they were larger than life and, you know. Jim Rice, Dwight Evans, Roger Clemens. Not real. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I've got something to say about um, this kind of age, you know, and um, I had a really incredible thing happen recently to me, and I just want to share it with you because it is Cubs related in a way. It's that a friend of mine um, who I haven't seen in over 31 years, and completely lost touch with. He's not on I, Facebook. I saw your picture on Facebook. Yeah, he it, has a handsome mustache. He, he really does. I and really do. I was like, I, I had mustache envy. So his name is Jarrett, and uh, we were friends from probably ages like 10 or 11 up to like 14 or 15, and then he moved away to uh, Crystal Lake, and uh, we hung out a little bit more, but mostly we lost touch. Now, the thing that's special about Jarrett is that my mother worked in Park Ridge, and uh, my mom would drop me and Jared off at the Blue Line train, which we took to Addison, and then would walk a couple miles all the way to Wrigley because we got dropped off at 9 a.m., you know what I mean? Like, right. She it, dropped you off in a really bad in, in an area to get on the train, to get off the train in a really bad, bad neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. and walk a long way, and I'm surprised you still exist. I know, I know, but or Jared, because his parents let him go, too. And so, uh, you know, we were – and Wrigley Field got to be our babysitter. And I, we had lost touch with him. I looked for him a little bit on Facebook years ago. Anyway, he found me and left a note on my door. He knows my real name, which very few people know except for Lyle. Actually, right. I don't care. It's it's Robbins. Rocket was a, a was a nickname probably made up by Lyle pretty much. Yes, yes. Back when we were like 19 <laughs> years old or 20. So, um And then became your stage name because there were so many Daniel Robbins in theater and and whatever and you were like, "All right, I guess I, I can play it off. It's fine." I mean, it totally ruined my life, but yeah. It's it's fabulous. Um anyway, he didn't know, so there's a lot of stuff out there on Danny Rocket, very little on Daniel Robbins. And um, so he's like, man, I think he might be dead. It seemed like he died in 1994, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So anyway, he ended up finding me, you know, I guess, which is a little frightening, but uh, that's modern technology. We caught a game together on Wednesday night, and I sat with him and his wife, and he's super cool. And we had so much fun. To, you know my Milwaukee story of going yeah. to the doubleheader? And what reminded me to tell the story again is that Roger Clemens pitched that day. It was Red Sox versus the Brewers when they were still in the AL. The on August 9th, they played a doubleheader, 1988. And we me and Jarrett at the end of that game tried to get the bus back to we were actually staying at a convent with my mother. Right. <laughs> and my mother's an ex-nun for those that don't know this too. I don't I don't know if I've said that. I'm sure I've said that on this show, but this might have been a while. But um anyway, she was and, at some And a naughty nun at that. No, uh, naughty nun. Um she uh Sister I'm, Christian. I'm sorry, Mrs. Robbins. I didn't mean that. She does not listen. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. So no, um I love her. So, yeah, her, her 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 nun name was Sister Christian. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it was actually Sister Velma. Who the hell takes that name? Oh. It was her choice. She, her name's Marilyn. She's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go with Velma. 
It was before Scooby-Doo, too. And even, if it, and even if it wasn't Scooby-Doo time, Velma was the worst one. Right. Of all the Scooby-Dooies to choose. <laughs> yeah, you go Sister Daphne every day. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Jarrett and I finished this doubleheader, which we had the most hilarious day. I've told the story about the, the step that was like either lower or higher than the step before it. And all these people all day. During this doubleheader, our 14-year-old asses sat there and watched people bite it on the step all day long as they came up and down. And there was, at the end of the game, there was like nachos all over the place and hot dogs. And that we didn't warn a soul. We didn't warn anybody about that step. We just waited. And then it got worse and worse. And there were nacho cheese anywhere, everywhere. Anyway, we get out of the game and the buses had stopped running to get back to this convent. And we had to walk back through, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, Milwaukee after this doubleheader. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And we had so much fun. And Jared uh, reminded me of a story that happened that night. Two two young, hairless boys walking through Jeffrey Dahmer's (laughs) neighborhood. What could go wrong wrong here? (laughs) So so then Jared reminded me of a story in that we were, like, trying to use this payphone to call that we had the convent number. But they weren't there, you know, like we're trying. My mom didn't have a cell phone. So, you know, this is before cell phones. We're trying to call the convent number to tr- to be like, could you contact my mother and tell her that we're not going to be home for three hours because we're walking. And it's like, we don't know how long it is. Anyway, we're um we, we're at this payphone, And then like we're standing there and Jarrett is like, you know, when you, you're a kid and you like fake pitch and fake hit, like you don't have a bat or a ball. You just have your friend and you're like, boom, it's gone. You know, hitting hitting fake home runs against each other. Weird. And throwing fake touchdowns. I mean, I spent more time doing those things. Totally. So we're sitting there doing that at 1130 at night on the streets of Jeffrey Dahmer, Milwaukee, standing in front of this bar. And some guy, right after after I like hit a fake home run off a of Jarrett, I tw- I twirl all the way around and almost hit this dude coming out of the bar who glared at me, and he said the look at my face, he thought I shit my pants. <laughs> He's like, you were so scared, and I'm like, and I don't really remember that, but I love. We had such a good time, like just getting back together. And he's a huge Cubs fan. I mean, we've been at the stadium a bunch bunch of times together in the last few years and anyway just a kind of a cool story so i don't know why i'd tell it except for that uh you know we were at this game in 1987 we watched dawson tie it up you know and his mvp year Jarrett got a ball the game went 16 like we have all these memories and then so many of them are connected to the cubs well i was gonna say i mean think about so many of the friendships in your life now and from the past i mean even a big chunk of our friendship bonded over baseball. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that, you know, we were sitting drunk as hell in the upper deck um, in 2012 or maybe 11, 11 or 12, and you're like, I think, no, it was 12, definitely 12. And you were like, let's let's give uh, Nicole a call. And now we've been together seven years. I know, <laughs> and, and if you and if you hadn't suggested to call Nicole, you know, I don't think we. I see her that night. I don't see and, her. And that randomly, night, yeah. she was out drinking, and as we know, she She's doesn't a, do that. She a doesn't lot. do it. It was yeah. just, it was just, it was kismet. Yeah. So, and now, like, my life is perfect in every single way possible, 
And I have it all oh, to thank t- to know the Cubs. Oh. <laughs> the Cubs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, I thought you were going to. I started crying already. Um, so anyway, fuck Addison Russell. So let's do some um, <laughs> TFCs, shall all we? Right. You probably have better ones, but these are just two things that stuck out. I got one, one is definitely not. Um, I got a couple things. I got, I just well, you go first then. All right, I got a couple things. These are just like random things I find on the internet is what it's turning into for me. Just so you know, name this player, Danny Rocket. Name this player. He was behind the plate for Kerry Woods twenty strikeout game. His first major league home run came off Roger Clemens, and his last was off Kurt Schilling. It's kind of cool. God, why don't I know this? Sandy Martinez, catcher for the Cubs from 98 to 99. Wow. Sandy Daily Random Ma- Cub had that, but I was like, man, what a what a weird career he had. Yeah, Sandy Martinez. Yeah. It, it, you know, and th- those were the years when all that was going on. That, that you were so high. Yeah, no, Actually, you were, you were watching a lot of Cubs a little bit, weren't you, in New York? You were watching the Mets a lot. I couldn't. No, but I couldn't see the Cubs because I don't, I, you know, when was Kerry? What, what year is that? 98 yeah exactly we couldn't get that was before mlb tv so the i've got some lost years in there including the carry wood 20 strikeout game obviously i've heard about it since then (laughs) but (laughs) but like from like 92 i'd say when i left till about well probably that's i think i got a lost decade like i know a lot of people listen to this show are in their 30s and that's probably your big sammy sosa decade and shit like that but like that whole strike thing and sammy and all that and carrie woods and and all that stuff i I couldn't watch it they didn't have it all i could see was a box score and like i would come home and maybe see a game a year but i didn't really wasn't able to catch what was going on but obviously that has changed significantly in the last couple of years so now i tell you what's happening Dear listeners, uh, I, I I I saw somebody posted the w- wiki page of Ted Barrett. American yeah, I saw that <laughs> legal. <laughs> Edward George Barrett, born July thirty first, nineteen sixty five, is an umpire in Major League Baseball. He joined the American League uh, in nineteen ninety four. Has worked through both major league leagues since two thousand. He is legally blind. I love it. It happens over and over again with all these umps. And every time someone posts one or if I go on one of their pages, I giggle every time I hear yeah, it. It's, it's just it's, fucking hilarious. It's a, it's a good joke. I do kind of feel a little bad if you're blind. Or just because it, you're an umpire. Yeah. <laughs> but you chose it. I know. It's just like, you know, I just I would like to know how a blind person feels about it. But All right. Th- this is kind of a but double. It is a, I do enjoy that joke, though. <laughs> It's been a rallying cry. It's been a T-shirt, and it's a book tile title. Now, Joe Madden presents. Try not to suck the beer. Are you it serious? Rele- it just got released. Try not to suck beer, and I would like you to send me some ranters. Not Danny. to suck beer. Try when not did to this suck beer. happen? And uh, and, and uh, actually, uh, Hop Hop notes one of the. Uh, um, one of the beer uh, uh, review guys. Boy, and- he really thinks he's getting fired, doesn't he? He's like, he does. He's, he's cashing like, oh, in. Yeah, he's when- cashing in. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's got the beer. He's got the restaurant. What, what was he talking at the grocery store the other day? Oh, right. Sauce. Yes. Spaghetti sauce. sauce. Oh, man. What else is he going to do? 
condoms like what are the most weird things he could do oh god yeah what's the next joe madden oh, i'm sure we'll hear about it it'll be something you know i'm sure listen now now that you have access to somebody's phone in the cubs organization maybe we can find some of these products that joe madden has i believe we might find a product before it gets released and possibly find out about it on the next show I but like that. but first, I got my TFC yes. here. Okay, and this comes uh, from a kind of a friend of the show. Uh, this happened, uh, I guess, on Tuesday night when Rizzo hit that. Uh, well, I'll just let the tweet speak for itself. Um, Bleacher Jeff, uh, the guitarist of the Bleacher Bum Band, uh, he wrote to a regular in the Bleachers at Switch Costarice or Costarisk. I don't know. Um, yo, you just missed a Rizzy bomb to the lobster zone. Where are you at? That was your ball. And uh, Switch Costa Rice says, I hate having to make a living while my conservative asshole cousin gets what should be my home run ball. <laughs> <laughs> and Bleacher Jeff said, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> He's just like, bro. Where were you? <laughs> He's like, fuck, I have my goddamn fucking Trumpy cousin. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, poor that guy. And uh, there's your there's your this flexing cube. And I guess that's it for this show. Cubs give three in um, Arizona. And then they got, they got two in Seattle after this. And two days off in between. This so is weird. weird. It's weird. And now they're going to play 83 games And then, and then when all the makeups come, there's going to be, oh, I'm going to have yeah. to listen. They had to play 33 games in a row, and that's why they're not going to make the wild card game. It's not fair. It's so hard. What they should do, two, two game Sundays, doubleheader Sundays, once a month, knock, knock some shit out that way, and then and you start early, right? You start at noon. You're out of there by, and you play back to back, you know, 12 to three, you know, four to seven. You're out of there, right? And then you, everybody's off Mondays. Yep. That's, how, that's how you freaking do it. MLB, hire me. Actually, don't. I don't want to work for you. I really don't. So, um, Spagog. Spagog. So tired, tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you. So tired, tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you. Jed Hoyer and Theo, they want you Darvish and Cubby Blue. Put you in the rotation get Darvish signed Cubs will improve please decide you want to pitch for the Cubs make up your mind but you's just keeping us waiting I am starting to hate him cause I'm so tired Tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you. So tired, tired. Of-
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.